was there something personal about why you love intervening in in a sense war-torn Beirut that is maybe your earliest memories but also it's the civil war stuck in time yeah is there a personal reason that you do this because I I would I'm curious about how you could intervene anywhere you want yet you're deliberately choosing war relics yes because they bother me they bother you <laughs> they bother me a lot yes uh-huh. Tell me why. Why seeing them since childhood, I look at them as monsters in the city. I look mm. at them as something that is just spreading negativity, mm. and uh, we don't need that anymore. creativity that's happening in the in the streets it's really mind blowing for me uh, i saw many things happening like uh, how how people uh, reclaimed the the public spaces it's just amazing um, i'm seeing also interventions art interventions that are happening without people knowing that they are doing art interventions like for example the ring bridge that mm. always served as a separation between the rich uh, gentrified area of solidar mm. and uh, and the, the poor poor uh, like neighborhood of beirut and uh, today it became this bridge became a football field became a zero dollar airbnb <laughs> hotel <laughs> it's, it's really nice what what we are uh, witnessing uh, i'm also so amazed with what's happening to the egg how it became uh, by nature without any plans or strategies it became the hub of the cultural debates and yeah. and talks and how everyone is like even if you're not a street artist uh, you, you see a lot of people spray painting uh, everywhere expressing their feelings yeah. so for me uh, it's uh, it's something the first time i witnessed uh, so in, in in everything not just the not just the pe- not what people are calling for but it's also the creative energy is is special that the art is the, you've never seen people express themselves this way yeah many things uh, happened led to this i think uh, it's also also the first time uh, a protest uh, um, stay uh, usually yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's directly transformed into chaos and mm-hmm. fights in the streets but uh, for the first time we we managed to keep it peaceful and you were here when the demonstrations began or were you uh, abroad uh, I was uh, uh, I was in France uh, when it started. Mm-hmm. I had to go from France to Amsterdam for, to do a mural and the solo exhibition. Yeah. But uh, I managed to come in between in between my two trips uh, to come for one day and do uh, and do some uh, interventions in the street. Really? Oh, you came just to yes. intervene artistically. Yeah. And then you went back to Europe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I thought it's it's a chance that uh, we can we I might not have later to yeah. be a, to be able to do whatever I want in the city. What would, can you do? You mind sharing what you did? I I think it's better. I I'm sure what I did has been seen, okay. uh, and uh, I hope uh, people enjoyed it. But I I don't want to claim it and market mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. it's not about me now. It's about something bigger. Is it's it, about is Lebanon. It a giant soda fist in the middle of downtown. No, 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 no. I think no, no, no could be yes, yes. No, no, it's not. It's no, not it's that. Not, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> that would be the most obvious. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't be more obvious than that one. So you, I mean, that there's a passion there. If you're willing to leave 
and come back for one day to express yourself yep. artistically and then leave again on a on a creative level is this in a way a dream come true that Lebanese are doing things the way you've been trying the last few years where they're taking back public space they're using abandoned buildings not necessarily to paint or even to not even necessarily to show art art per se but just using the space is that in, to you a, an achievement that Lebanese may have not thought of before as important yeah definitely is I've been working on the uh, war uh, monuments that we still have in Beirut for quite a while now <coughs> more yeah. than five years and uh, I've been tackling all the buildings uh, that are still in downtown Beirut uh, standing uh, uh, empty and uh, and serving for nothing but to remind the people uh, of the civil war or for the post-war generations they are just abandoned buildings that we don't care about like right, we don't right. see them so uh, I was highlighting those monuments and uh, each time in a different way and uh, with, the, with the hope that uh, people can uh, look at them again yeah. and uh, f for the world generation to see them in a new, fresh perspective yeah. and for the post-world generation to look at them and learn about what happened 30 years ago right. for just to be careful not to happen, not to repeat it again. And I know that your previous achievements were with buildings that are not being used at the moment during the demonstrations, in particular Murt Tower, and the Holiday Inn, but just the fact that people are using the egg now, and does it give you new ideas? So, I mean, the egg a month ago is the egg that we know, which is just, a, in a way, a, a tragedy, <laughs> but a very charming tragedy, a small, unused cinema that's scarred. But the fact that you have lectures there, and you have people breaking into the Grand Theater and going to the top and looking at the mosaic tiles at the top. Does it give you a new interpretation of these buildings as an artist? Do you see them now differently than you did a month ago? I've, I've always seen them as accidental monuments, uh -huh. uh, as buildings that were built uh, to have a function, uh, like an hotel or office building or a cinema. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the fact that they were, uh, after the war, abandoned and, kept and stayed uh, in the same shape yes. that they were during the war, uh, until today, uh, made them monuments, made them uh, like out of context. Right. And uh, we see them more and we look at them uh, more. I, I think uh, not everyone maybe, but many people look at them. And, uh, and yes, uh, with, what's ha with what's happening to the egg is something big. I had too many uh, projects in mind for the egg, mm -hmm. too many installations I wanted, uh, I, I thought of for the egg. And uh, I don't think any of them is better f from what's happening now, yeah. like how the people are reclaiming it and yeah. uh, transforming it into a cultural hub. Have you been inside the egg? Since yes, yeah. many times. Yeah. And do people know you when you walk in? Do they, do they know that you are this sort of... Most of the people knows me from Burj Al Mur project. And they uh, they now, don't yeah. know the face, but uh, uh -huh. they know that uh, they know about the project. They right. know about but the they installation. Know, they wouldn't recognize you among a crowd of people necessarily. No, it doesn't happen. Like when I walk uh, yeah, the street, people don't people, come up no, to you. no, no. But does that, in a way, allow you to keep doing your art because you're not the most recognized person? Yeah, that you can still get away with doing things and people don't approach you and say oh 
you know, we want you to do this instead, and you kind of retain some autonomy in your work. Well, I don't, uh, I don't plan it. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. plan to be uh, anonymous. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't uh, publish anything or talk about any project I do. Right. But um, I keep it uh, like to be. In, I keep it uh, natural. You know, if it, if one day it happens, it's okay. If it doesn't, it's okay. I I do what I do, mainly to express uh, what I feel being raised and growing up in Beirut. Now I want to touch on this growing up in Beirut. I'm going to just assume your earliest memories of Beirut are the end of the civil war and maybe just after. And the 1990s is downtown right before Solidaire. And then, of course, we all know what happens later, that a lot of these buildings just disappear. Yep. And we have now a very different city as a result. Now, I'm going to go step by step here. What made you consider curtains for Burjir Mur? Because that's not what I would think of when I think of if it were my baby. Yeah, that's not the immediate thing I would think of. Although yeah. it, it makes perfect sense. So, what gave you the idea for curtains? Yeah, uh, in my previous interventions, the first interventions I have done, it was uh, climbing on uh, abandoned uh, buildings mm -hmm. uh, like uh, the one you see next to the ring bridge mm -hmm. uh, that is now covered by an advertising. I was climbing on those buildings using the ropes and uh, transforming each missile, missile, missile hole and bullet trace into something else uh -huh. using my characters, characters that I draw since childhood. I see. Uh, this project, uh, the first building I did next in Ashrafi, next to the Ring Bridge, uh, it did an impact, but not as big as I wanted. Yeah. So I, I took it to the next level and did the same thing on the Holiday Inn. The Holiday Inn, I mean, you were... We were talking about this a little before that you had a lot of there was some negative reactions to what you did although that's the only reason i even know you because i was so happy with what you did at the holiday Inn. so you, we'll get to that a little later because that's a story to itself yeah. but it's just you're drawing your characters on buildings on yeah. walls but then the idea of a curtain crosses your mind yeah what what takes you from childhood cartoon caricature caricature caricatures <laughs> to a curtain. Yeah, exactly. Th that's why I started with uh, telling you about the missile hole that I transformed mm. using mm. my characters because this was what led to uh, do the curtains later. When I did the Holiday Inn, as you said, there was many negative uh, reviews and a lot of hate attacks on social media. Mm. For me, it was a shock because imagine you, you did everything you could. You gave all your energy. Yeah. Uh, even financially, I gave all my savings to do this project yeah. and suddenly it turned out that many people not only don't like it they hate it and they are uh, like so uh, there were many comments that I didn't really um, focus on uh, but uh, some some of the comments uh, I really took and built on upon them and uh, those were the ones who said that uh, who am I to put my style on a monumental building right. related to the collective memory now luckily many people also uh, like what I did and uh, this makes me feel a bit better but uh, I didn't feel much better I wanted the uh, like uh, something to make up if you want and uh, yes. and do something that could reach more people and more people feel connected and related to. 
So that's when that's, that's so when I chose something bigger than uh, Holiday Inn, uh, even more bigger than Holiday Inn. And what's more bigger than Holiday Inn than Burj Al Mur? So you wanted to, in a way, make sure people understand what you're doing. You wanted this is a. I wanted to be reachable to more people. More yes. people. Yeah. You know, I've been in the Holiday Inn, but not the right way. You did it. You did it the right way. You went through the proper channels. You got the necessary permission to do it. I kind of just snuck in on my own. Yep. And the Holiday Inn is one of the most haunting experiences, especially at night. And let alone, I mean, trying to get to the top is a journey in itself. It's a risky journey. One wrong slip and you fall. You took that as a appetizer <laughs> to your main course, which is you decided to rope your way from the top down and dangle and start painting on the Holiday Inn. I mean, yeah. this is, you risked your life. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things that I will never forget in my life. You know what? I'm so happy I did it. It was <laughs> so fun. And, uh, but yeah. didn't people think you're crazy? Didn't they? Ca- like, yes, but yeah, for sure. For sure, Were yes. people trying to get you not to do it? Imagine just uh, like my family when I told them I'm buying ropes. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> to climb the Holiday Inn, Did you know, they like sort of change their numbers. And well, uh, <laughs> when I saw the reaction uh, of my father when I told him this, uh, I said better not to tell my mom as well. It's uh-huh. better to <laughs> for her to discover later. That's but funny. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, directly they think he's crazy. Why is he doing it? Yeah. Uh, it's an unnecessary risk. Right. But I don't see it this way. You saw it as a this is what you, this is your work and you need to do it. That's yes, and I I know it will do an impact and uh, it's uh, it's one of like one of the best ways for me to to make art is to do it in the public space and watch yeah. the impact that it will do. But going back just for a moment, you're a kid and these buildings start bothering you. Yeah. I mean, is there something there that you're is your family part of the story here? Were they your interaction with these buildings? Is it simply your own interaction, or is there a f- almost like a, a family story that I don't know about? No, it's totally personal. Uh, it's just story, you. yeah, because um, I um, my parents don't talk a lot about what's hap- what happened uh, mm. during the war, like mm. many war uh, people from the war mm. uh, generation and. Uh, and uh, yes, I, I only uh, grew up watching and living the war traces, like the traces that the civil war left us. For me, those missile holes and bullet holes mm. are not only uh, physical traces. They represent all everything, we, uh, mm. all the corruption we are living, all the lack of the infrastructure and basic necessities. And um, yeah, it's something I, I, cannot, uh, I cannot accept. So because, I mean, you're saying your family were <coughs> relatively quiet on those years. The silence let you maybe play with it more, because I, I mean, a lot of families do not necessarily tackle the big issues, but they do talk endlessly about the war and they express their opinions. And sometimes it's bordering on myth and fiction. But is it because there wasn't that much conversation anyway that you kind of started talking to these buildings on your own? Is there something there that are you are you? I mean, do you think of these things not because I know you said negative, yeah, but. There are people that I dislike, and they're part of my life. Yeah. They become characters in a way. Are these in a way just p- 
people you want to get out of your life, almost like a, a friend you'd rather not have. I'm trying to understand the personal relationship you have with these buildings. Yes, well, uh, I, I am uh, like many in Lebanon uh, um, a victim of uh, the what's ha- what happened after the war, mm. which is uh, how the, each city became f- for a political party, for a religion. Mm. And uh, as a Christian, I was going to a Christian school and uh, I, I, uh, all my family uh, members were uh, like uh, everyone in the family, like my cousins and uh, my, my relatives, they all were with a specific Lebanese uh, party, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a Christian political uh, party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I always thought that this is right, that we are the right people and yeah. the others are wrong people. And I grew up with a hatred towards someone I don't know just because I think uh, I was brainwashed in this way. Mm. It took me some time to break free from this brainwash. It came through maybe movies or travels that mm. I did. Mm. But once I managed to, to be able to see things from a wider angle and to understand that no one is right in this uh, mm. conflict that mm. happened, uh, I, I, started, uh, I started intervening in the public space, hoping to show this to more people. So you're, you're really, this is an independent journey. You're not, I mean, there's no bigger agenda per se. This is just your relationship to Beirut. Yeah, yeah. now it's taking me far. Uh, my work has started, yeah. started to become uh, more known abroad and yeah. uh, it's opening for me too many opportunities. So I'm, I started to travel more and spread my work and think also for other countries. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, nothing is like working here because here it's something that where it's the place where I grew up. So right, yeah. and it's where your art is most visible. Yeah, and we we talked about it before recording that there's an almost a disadvantage of trying to portray Beirut abroad, even if it's simply a uh, an exhibition trying to reflect. There's nothing better than simply going into the building, and artistically expressing it on your terms. You've been traveling and talking and reflecting about not just Buddhist mode, but other things. Is there anything that compares to being here? I mean, is there any moment abroad where you're saying, you know what, I, I can do this abroad? Or is it simply a, that's, I have to do that to make sure I can afford to do what I do in Beirut? I enjoy both. I enjoy really both. enjoy both. Okay. Traveling is really nice when you discover new places, new cultures, mm. new ways of thinking, especially when you meet artists who works on similar themes from different places. Yes. It's, uh, it's very uh, nourishing for, mm. for the soul and for your mind. And it's yeah. really, really something I want to do more. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, as as I said, uh, working in Beirut is special because uh, it's uh, the place that I know the best. And uh, but you n- you don't see yourself as an artist in exile. You will. I mean, the, you need to be yeah, here. Yeah, I need both. Yeah. You need both. Yeah. You need both. Yeah. Do you think, as an artist today, I mean, you have a degree from Lebanese University. You are maybe the most visible, hands-on artist in Beirut. Do you see room for artistic expression in its true form? Not just what you're seeing by chance now among protesters, but I mean a real celebration of art. Do you see that in the mix or is that kind of a, something, an issue that Lebanese do not really care about enough? Because I know too many people that seek their dreams away from Lebanon because their dreams cannot be fulfilled here. I'm just wondering what you think about it in art 
and Lebanon today? Yeah, I think uh, uh, definitely in Beirut, the art community or the people who follow art and want to know and are curious about knowing more about art yeah. are not many. But this should be a motive for me to to make more public art and try to uh, educate uh, more people who don't mm. uh, think because uh, to be, unfortunately today art became something for the high level society but it shouldn't yeah. be it should be for everyone to see and and enjoy and, and understand the location of art tends to be Saifi village or Jemaisi yeah and neither are really the average person can go and just appreciate it. It's an upper class sort of... Uh, although you do see it now and then other places. Sometimes in Surso, they do try to... Yeah, luckily we have some uh, yeah. museums and some galleries that are open to anyone yeah. to go and look. And uh, and it's nice that it's getting more and more. Like mm. the last 10 years, we had many galleries opening in Beirut and yeah. um, many also street artists uh, appearing. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I think the art scene is going, uh, is becoming better and better. And you've seen that change in, in your life. You've seen the art scene sort of grow yeah. gradually. Yeah. There's people like uh, Philip Stark, the famous uh, designer, who, are, who is based in uh, Paris. And uh, people ask, like in an interview, they ask him, uh, why, you, why choose Paris? You can live anywhere in the world. And uh, for him, he's in Paris because it's the place where whatever he do, even if he thinks this, this is the best, best design he can do people will criticize it uh, and will uh, will uh, like uh, find uh, things that he didn't notice in it and mm. this keeps him making uh, better like better and becoming better and push him to to make better uh, things so uh, is there a similarity to you that you see I I see that uh, Beirut is not easy Beirut is a mm. place where you got where you c you get critics if you do something that is not uh, yeah. uh, like needed in this specific time or place. I'm going to ask you a sensitive question. The, the two weeks that you had your curtains in Buddhist remote, you called it Buddhist Hawa, I think, if yeah. that's right. Yeah. So you, you had it for two weeks and you did your job. You went and you sought the appropriate approval. Two weeks later, you have to remove the curtains. Yeah. I want to just reflect on this. Your relationship to this to Beirut your relationship to the building maybe even your relationship to the government or to Solidaire what you took from that moment because I know that that took a lot of your time and energy and you you succeeded albeit briefly just now looking back on it what what do you take from that whole experience and has it changed you and has it changed your relationship to Beirut and to your art when when I did the Burj Al Mur, can I talk about it a bit about course, the concept? Please, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, f uh, so uh, for the first time I didn't use the characters. I I draw since childhood. I used uh, uh, a material that people feel more related to, which is the uh, fabrics that uh, we see on the balconies of poor neighborhoods in Beirut. Right. And uh, I installed for each window uh, a piece, and uh, when the wind started moving them all together, it gave a feeling of like the building is dancing with the wind. Yeah. 
And for the first time, uh, people, especially the world generation, were able to look at this building in a new, fresh perspective. Yeah. This switch that happened in the mind of the people is something that exists in all of our mind, uh, minds, and we uh, tend to forget it and to forget that we can do this switch and look at things differently in a new people perspective. People were smiling from a special place. There were genuine smiles looking at it. Yeah, yeah. There was people smiling. Yes, there was people calling me that I don't know to tell me congratulations yeah. and thank you for what you did. Uh, I also got a message from someone who uh, was Palestinian. Uh, her dad was uh, almost thrown from the roof of this building, and she couldn't ever look at this tower. And yeah. uh, for the first time, she look at, looks at it and smiled. So uh, it was it was it was really really nice to me and its impact it went so far I got prizes for it in Venice and uh, I was invited to uh, Dunkirk in France mm -hmm. uh, Sicily and uh, Stavanger in Norway to install curtains on abandoned buildings and uh, when I see that... Uh, it's funny that they asked you just to do the same thing. They yeah. said, we have a few abandoned buildings, could you help us? Yes. <laughs> sure. So it's crazy that here, here they forced me to remove the curtains. Right. There they're calling you to and fix yeah, their old building. Yeah. But it's something uh, I don't... Uh, it, it doesn't make me upset because mm. uh, I don't expect much more, to yeah. be honest, from uh, Lebanon's government or, uh, uh, or from Solidaire specifically. Um, Maybe I'm the first to do an intervention in Solidar area in a Solidar property without their permission. Yeah, this could have be the, been the reason for them to force me to remove it. I don't know what's the reason. Anyways, the installation survived two weeks, even though I didn't have their approval. And uh, the impact they can they cannot take from me the fact that I did it. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, you did seek out government approval. You did consult the army. So you did. You did do it what you thought were the right channels. Yes. And you at least gave Beirut two weeks of, of joy. Yes. You know, I, I remember just being stuck in traffic and noticing it for the first time. It kind of came out of nowhere. And I noticed everyone around me also. So it wasn't just, it was a very visible intervention. Are you able to top that? Because I can't, I mean... That's the problem with uh, what I did. Right? In the you went too far. <laughs> what can I do now? You know, what to can you do? to yeah, it's uh, it's a big challenge. The idea I had for the egg was boom, but the problem is I'm not going to spoil it because I think I don't want to maybe let people know exactly yeah. what you have in mind. But if you succeed in the second option, I think we're all in for a big treat. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to pull it out. Well, now I'm not sure I'm going to do it because it was one of the installations in mind to invite people to do what they are doing now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's no need anymore for this installation yeah. as much as it was before. So now what's happening to the egg again, it's the, the best thing that could happen and yeah. I could have never imagined a better installation. So I think this is on hold or maybe canceled for now. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a high standard I made for myself when I did uh, Burj Al Hawa. I think you, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to top. And two weeks, if you think about it, two weeks is, it's both short and long at the same time. It's short meaning that it's unfortunately such a, it's an instant that Beirut got to enjoy it. But it's also, I mean, it's a big success when you're battling something like Solidaire and you're trying to, you persevered for 14 days. So in a way, it's two things. It's short-lived and it's also long enough for us to remember it. I think 
and I, I say this on somebody my age, post-war generation, I think it's a shame there aren't more people like you doing this. And I wanted to ask you, what needs to change so that things like this can be done on a daily basis becomes the norm? 30 years ago, the Berlin Wall fell. And the Berlin Wall fell with a lot of expression, a lot of creativity. And I mean, not just the wall itself, but Berlin is known as an artistic hub. Many prominent Lebanese artists go there and they celebrate their work there. I don't see any reason why we should be less than them. Maybe we should be even more. We've suffered, in my opinion, as much if not more than Berlin. In the last 30 years, we're finally addressing all those problems. But in terms of art, what would you like to see changing in Beirut so that these ideas are not just accepted, but they're celebrated? And then Beirut can be known for work, known for art like yours. Would you like to see the government do something? Would you just expect people to demand more? If you were given the keys to this, what would you, what would you do? For sure, we need more support from the government. We need the government that think the culture is something important. Mm -hmm. This is already we, we don't have. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the budget uh, for the Ministry of Culture is the smallest budget. Oh, uh, is that true? Yeah. Maybe, but, uh, Seems, yeah. but they always don't have money. Like for the Venice Biennale, where all countries have a pavilion, yeah. we usually don't have a pavilion because the government cannot pay to, to be to, for someone to represent Lebanon. So um, the yeah, it has to start uh, with the public institutions, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, is it beyond uh, Beirut, for example? On occasion, they celebrate art, or Surso. I mean, is it? Would you expect something on a bigger scale to take hold? Well, uh, no, the cover the government could uh, also support projects that mm -hmm. individual uh, propose and. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Because we have many talents and many people want to do projects and uh, they don't know where to go and how to right. get the help. So this should be something organized by the state, by the government. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, there's nothing like that. And uh, we don't even know uh, that the government should be doing this because it, it was never like this. So it falls into just the general, the general failed state. That it's one of many things that doesn't work in that sense. Yes. But it's shocking that in... You spent your own money on these projects. I mean, you you put your own savings into doing this on your terms. That's crazy. It's yes, crazy. I, I, I did that because I believed in it. And yeah. uh, I know the impact that uh, I was able to see the yeah. impact that it will create. Uh, I think what's happening also with the revolution now, it's a big step towards uh, improving creativity or more yeah. interventions in the public space. Because now even the people who never thought or imagined themselves spraying in the street, they are writing with spray cans. So right, right. This is, this is re really, really nice to see. It seems like the youth is taking charge of this whole thing, whether it's through technology yep. or whether it's through the art brush. I mean, it's it's a youth-driven. Even the chants are youth-driven. Yeah. The expression is very vulgar sometimes, but funny too. And I'm trying to imagine a Beirut without the war. Let's assume Burj Al Mur is finished. The Holiday Inn is turned into a new hotel. The egg is complete, and it's a cinema. And the Green Line is gone. What would you do? <laughs> How would, what would your art be if the civil war is over? 
if the scars are gone. Yeah, I cannot imagine. It's something I have to be born in an, in a, like uh, in a place that didn't have war to right. uh, to know this, you know. So in a way, you need Beirut to remain scarred to a point, so that you can keep expressing yourself in 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 art in Beirut. I imagine I would have worked on other topics. Mm. Like uh, when I see artists who grow up in a peaceful place, uh, mm. I see most of the themes they work on are completely different from what I do. And uh, I imagine I maybe have been would have been doing something related to climate change or maybe related to I don't know subjects uh, capitalism anti uh, mm. you know I, I don't know I don't know I don't really know I didn't have the chance to grow up in a right. peaceful place so this is where I am this is what I have in front of me this is what influenced me the most and I work with this yeah. so yeah it's hard to imagine so it's it's also hard to imagine any other city like Beirut 30 years after civil war and it still retains two things it's civil war and also it's reconstruction gone insane Because ne next to Burj Al Mur, next to the Holiday Inn, you have brand new shiny buildings. Yeah. And sometimes they're touching each other. You have the Phoenicia, which fully renovated with a new building. And I mean, I always think it's funny. I don't know what it's like to stay in the Phoenicia, hmm. spend all this money, and then get not the beach view, but the Holiday Inn view. Yeah. I mean, they're right next to each other. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, the proximity is so close. And Beirut is both. It's very rich and very, very tragic and very scarred. And yeah. So I, in a way, maybe a lot of us that try to work within Beirut's story, we always, without realizing it, we're trying to heal wounds that maybe cannot be healed. And I think Buddhist and Mur may be with us for the rest of our lives. I mean, it may stick around. Yeah. And I think your intervention there was probably the only time it's actually been alive. I think that's going to be it. But I don't know. If you don't top Buddhist Mood again, maybe you can <laughs> go back in. And <laughs> I mean, beyond the curtains, I don't know what you can do. But uh, I think yeah, that I I wanted to uh, lit lit it. Uh, there was a plan to put uh, projectors randomly on some windows oh, wow. that could lit at night and when the curtain moves the light will become stronger and then softer yeah. stronger than softer and uh, unfortunately when they saw the curtains I couldn't enter the building anymore and to, oh, to so this is not out. a finished project yes there was still uh, oh. the light and uh, I had the projectors ready at the shop I was going to buy them and I got the call of the uh, yeah to uh, the call that tells me that you have to remove uh, that's crazy so the fact that you can't top yourself but it's not even as crazy it was it was meant to be crazier it was meant to be yeah. more can you imagine if I lit at night <laughs> but uh, yeah maybe one day look many people many people in power really like the installation correct me if I'm wrong I think that because of what you're doing the average student maybe sees some space for them too So maybe all it takes is just more assertion because had you not pushed, Burj Al Hawa would have never happened. Or had you not been willing to risk your life in the Holiday Inn, we'd never have seen your work in the Holiday Inn. I know a painter, Tom Young, he did paintings of the Holiday Inn in the Holiday Inn. It took him a year to secure permission for one day. One year, 
one day. But that's a lot of courage, a lot of perseverance. I think that's, that's how you break down this wall. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah, yeah, I totally believe and patience is needed when you work in the public space. Like yeah. I don't uh, work in the studio as much as uh, in the, sp in the mm. public space. And this is uh, not an easy thing because, uh, yes, you have to deal sometimes with permissions and yeah. you have to be patient. Like Christo took him ni nine years to cover the German parliament. He tried well, yeah. three times to propose <laughs> the idea and it was always rejected. And after like a long time, after nine years exactly, it, he, got, uh, he got what he wanted. But that says a lot because it, it's taken over 30 years for Beirut to revolt against the post-war order. So maybe art is part of that story, that it takes as long. Because it's, I mean, we're, we're all in this together. Yeah. From the corrupt to the people fighting corruption, it's all been a very slow, very, very taxing process. I'm guessing as an artist, it's also equally, equally frustrating. Yes, I, um, I think uh, also what happens in the city, in a way or another, the timing that of, the, of the major installations that happened in Beirut, uh, should somehow be related to the events that follows. Uh, and yeah. in the 90s, uh, 1990s, Nada uh, Sahnawi yeah. in the Martyr Square, she installed uh, the toilet seats. Right, I remember that. She that was not in the 90s, that was in uh, 2007, I think, or yes. eight. Yes, and it yeah. really represented what is happening after yeah. the civil war, the shit we are living, you know. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and then when uh, Burj Al Hawa installation yeah. uh, came out, uh, not long after, a year after a revolution starts, I think the timeline of the major installations that happens in a way or another are related uh, to what happens after. Um, we today, uh, after 30 years of the civil war, the post-war generations are becoming generations, yeah, are becoming majorities. And That's we true. don't want to follow war leaders like our like the war generation yeah. have done. You know? That's true. And that's one of the main things that uh, created this revolution today. It's because they don't want to go back to the war. Same war leaders are the politicians yeah. today. We yeah, don't yeah. want them. Yeah. No. I they are like Burjul Mur and Holiday Inn, our politicians. Just, about, just a yeah. reminder of the civil war. Now, I'm going to then take it a little step further. You said that the buildings bother you. Do you think, in a sense, the Lebanon you grew up with also? I mean, is it... Yes, definitely. I hate myself when I remember that I was going to protests for a, a mm. Christian political party. Mm. I cannot imagine doing it today. It's uh, something I... Uh, I had to go through, but uh, it happened uh, just because I was born in this house and this mm. uh, region of Lebanon. If uh, I was born in the second or the opposite region, I would have been the, the opposite, you know. I, I, I just uh, cannot... Uh, so you broke free on an individual It's kind level. of my uh, way of breaking free when right. I do those installations. Yeah. Yes, and you keep, well, you keep at least... In you keep playing with the wounds the right way. And I think anyone who thinks that you're adding to the scars is misguided. I think you're just putting on large pieces of band-aid that are colorful and accessible. 
and I hope you do more of this because I try telling Beirut's story. I mean, I spend four hours giving a tour trying to bring these buildings back to life. And I succeed to a point because it's literally just a 20-minute story about a very, very sad, tragic tale. I never imagined the British Rimur, the trade tower that was never finished, to be something I point at on the tour and then be like, hey, that's actually not so bad. Actually looks nice. So you did, you, did, you did some justice to yourself and to the city. I hope you do more of it. I'm honored to be in your studio, and I mean that. And uh, if I'm ever invited here again, I'd like to just maybe get a feel for what it's like to enter your mind and maybe watch you, and then maybe I can do a bad version of it on my own <laughs> and then never show it to anyone. And I'm really happy that the curtains are with you. I, you know, I thought about that. What happened? And I know they're in good hands. They're with you. And that you take them with you when you <laughs> try to show it abroad. Yeah. So thank you for your time, Shad. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks. standing just spreading bad thoughts uh, and uh, and bad vibes uh, around so they you're really just fixing a personal problem that they bother you and you want them to bother you less yes <laughs> maybe yes but uh, luckily it's uh, many people uh, are, uh, are each one is um, like uh, keep me well or no it was a feel related or i mean you have i think people relate to these buildings differently their, you know yeah, depends their own, on their sure, own uh, sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. they see something else maybe when when you're seeing something else too yeah but i mean i'm going to push a little further why do they bother you because most people that live here yeah growing up now they don't even they don't see them anymore yeah. but you see them i see them yes and most people drive by the holiday inn and they stop even noticing it it's the biggest building in beirut yeah and it's almost invisible to the average person in their car. Burj al-Mur is just because it's tall and surrounded by lower buildings, it stands out. Yeah. Right? It's, it's an obvious sort of tower. But people got used to it. And they, I think most part, we don't even, we know it's there, but we don't see it. Yeah. And just that, like, it doesn't bother enough to even care. But why does it bother you? What is it about these buildings that makes you want to change them besides the negative thoughts that it makes us think I mean, when we see them negativity in terms of war sure and damage but but what do you see when you see the buddhist mud i see them out of context i see them uh, like something that shouldn't be there interesting yeah it shouldn't be there meaning that they were never finished and therefore like buddhist mud because it's not finished it should have been either finished or torn down in that sense well uh, if we if i want to if i want to look at it as an architectural uh, point of view yeah. uh, it's still out of context if yeah. i want to look at it as uh, because now it's, it's for me it's not a building it's like a big installation in, in the middle of the city like you have in paris eiffel tower you have a new york statue of liberty yeah. we have burj al-mur which is just standing with its ugly 400 black windows you know i never even thought of that that that's our 
That's our Eiffel Tower. That's, That's our, our Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Unfortunately, but yeah.